What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the kingdom. As always, my name is Drums, and of course, I am joined by the brothers behind King Golf, Regan and Thomas Yorn. Do you remember when substitute teachers used to call you Yorn? Yeah, how could you forget? Is Yorn here? <laughs> Present. That's outrageous. Present. Or Jaron, Jaron, George, Jordan. You name it, been called it. And you went with it like a champ, too. Yeah, he had used to it after a while. Well, let's kick it off with you tonight. What's going on, buddy? Up of the evening to you, boys. All right. It is, uh, we're in December. Where did December come from? When did that happen? It feels like last week. It feels like a mixture between last week and 20 years ago, March 2020, and it's all just been a blur ever since. <clears throat> but, uh, Things are good. Trying to stay, trying to stay positive. I guess it's hard. It's pretty hard right now, and uh, I think everybody knows that. And it's just, it's just part of it. So, I think uh, I don't know. I've been, I've been paying probably a little too close attention to the U.S. election stuff and just what's going on. And uh, I'm, I know that some people aren't big into that, but I can honestly say that between following it and and just kind of talking to people, I've learned more in the last two months about everything like about uh like politics and just different things that i've learned in the last 10 years of my life so it's pretty cool it's pretty interesting to me and uh i, I don't it's like watching a movie live right now it's i know a lot of people are watching netflix and and other things but it's like witnessing a movie live right now what's happening so we kind of talked about it the other day um there's so much information now either it's false information to some people mm -hmm. true to some mm -hmm. people uh, there's just so much more information out there. So mm -hmm. like gathering all the information, then just forming your own opinion on it. Mm -hmm. It's quite, it's, it's actually hard to do even, right? Because is, yeah. one, one thing's getting thrown at you so many different ways. And then you look at it a different way and that's getting thrown at you so many different ways too. So it's just so hard to come to like a, maybe even the right conclusion. Yeah. And I don't think anybody can, I think I'm just, I'm just fascinated by all of it. And I think that we're, we're going to see what's going to happen in the next few weeks here. So looking forward to that. And Reg, you keeping up with uh, the politics like him or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Indirectly. I'm, Clearly. I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a lot of it on Twitter, but I, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't spend too much time clicking on that. I'm uh quite anxious as it is and if I started paying attention to stuff like that I'd be on the fourth floor so I'm uh, I'm doing good up and off and still uh still another week of working out for me which is rare for, okay. for the last Boy. year so yeah things are good that way I missed it today and I'm quite pissed off but it is what it is it's to fill in to fill you guys in on the weather it's been in the positives <laughs> here for three days in a row and off I'm gonna and, ask which is absolutely outrageous the only, unfortunate, the only unfortunate part is my driveway is still frozen solid and it it just gets to two degrees which doesn't it's not enough to melt it so it's easy to chip so it's kind of just causing a mess but i don't care about the person living upstairs does so <laughs> that should be <laughs> your workout get out there and chip it away ah, that's a good workout maybe another day we Drums. what's up what do you what what the heck have you been up to uh, oh, I'm in week uh, week two of hypnobirthing training. I was gonna say we need a we need a weather update from Reg and uh, 
a birth update from drums. So uh, last night was the first night where I had to walk her through a meditation. <laughs> Apparently the kids got and? skills. What do you mean? Well, like you, have you ever like listened to a meditation, like on a podcast or something? Yeah. She said I have a very calming voice. Oh, I thought you meant like your future kid, not you as in third person kid. Yeah. I got you. Well, that's yeah. good. Do you want to try one on us? No. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> well you oh, got uh, shit. another month month and a half month and a half man that's exciting stuff it's exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time in a gigantic ball of anxiety <laughs> yeah well I'll join the club man <laughs> <laughs> well uh rigo you got any housekeeping tonight for us yeah a little bit uh first off i'd like to give a huge shout out to uh our boy, uh, Reese Gaber, had his first NCAA game today playing for uh, UND, and he was on the ice for the first goal. He's actually playing on the first power play, which on a team full of about 10 NHL prospects is incredible to me. And uh, he was on the ice for the first power play goal, and then he actually uh, ended up scoring the second goal in a, in a 2 nothing win. So huge shout-out to Reese on that. That a boy, Reese. Yeah, boy. Uh, in regards to our... Uh, Pickums. Uh, the next <laughs> tournament's actually. I did some research on when our next tournament is. It's uh, February 18th at the Genesis. That's <laughs> uh, a long time away, but well, drums would be a dad by then. Yeah, Thanks. time's going. Time's going quick right now, but maybe that'll change my luck. Yeah, hopefully. A uh, couple more things. A bit of a tough week for Cockrell. I mean, after so much consistency in a row, it's. I mean, it's bound to happen. Uh, as he alluded to on his Instagram story yeah. and uh, Twitter, maybe there's worse places you could miss the cut in. Uh, looked like him and his fiance went on a couple safaris and seen some stuff in South Africa. So I mean, it's 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 good on him to stay positive, I guess. In a, in a yeah. time, I mean, he, he's he's gonna miss the odd cut. I I actually saw this thing the other day that said uh, he's finished top thirty like a lot recently, but he's kind of still on the outside looking in and to get to that uh, big tournament to race to Dubai at the end. And uh, I think it's called the duty free open, but mm -hmm. so he said he, he's almost better off missing cuts right now than finishing 30th. Cause that doesn't really advance him that far. So maybe he took a few chances last week. I don't know. He's, yeah. I don't know. It that happens, would, I guess. Right. Like, wouldn't that affect your pay though? Missing cuts. Yeah. Like, yeah. Am I wrong that you don't get paid? If you miss no, the you cut. don't get paid if you miss the cut. But I don't think you make a whole lot if you yeah. like. I mean, obviously, he wants to finish thirty. He don't. He'd take a top thirty every week, but it's not going to help him climb the rankings at all. Is what he was oh, saying. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> well, you you would think that uh, like he has been so consistent, and I think I know what you're saying, Rigo. Like because he finished his lowest or his highest finish last week before that, and so he probably was feeling pretty good, and he maybe wanted to make a push for some sort of similar finish, and maybe took some chances that he wouldn't normally take kind of playing a little bit more conservative and finishing 20th or whatever. So it is a, it's a give and take, I guess, in, in, in the golf world, whether you want to finish fourth or miss the cut. And it seems like if you want to get to the race to Dubai, you're going to need to do a little bit better than 30th every week. Right. So. Yeah. One thing on that too, I want to do some more research. Uh, obviously it, it comes on uh, world golf rankings, like, guys playing in terms that are considered uh, worldwide. So like WG, WGCs and majors and mm -hmm. stuff like, 
Because if you look at that race to Dubai leaderboard, like there's quite a few guys that I'm quite certain haven't played a tournament in Europe yet this year. Right. But they're like at the top of the leaderboard because of majors and WGC events, I believe. I, right. So I'm going to do a little more research into that to see what the deal is to see it. Because obviously if a guy like, uh, I forget who was up there, maybe like Morikawa or someone like that. Like I'm pretty sure the, like you were looking it up that one day drums that the, the duty free open purse was like, it was humongous. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wonder if those guys play there. I'm going to do some research on that for uh, next week. Well, if you think about it, if he's finishing 30th place every week, say, say he did that, mm -hmm. but there's got to be more than just the Euro, the Euro tour guys playing on there or else he would get into that tournament. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's got to be more than 30 guys playing in the tournament. Yeah, if you look at the European Tour website, there's lots of uh, lots of weird stuff, lots of levels that guys are, and like there's different types of tournaments you can play in with certain statuses, like exemptions. There's a and couple stuff. big terms that he hasn't been able to play in, I think, because of mm -hmm. his his status. But right. I, I'm gonna do. We could do maybe cover that one episode. Uh, just last little bit of housekeeping too. This weekend is the Mile Cova tournament. Um, I actually looked it up, and there's a pretty good field like Ricky Fino uh, Brooks those two the two Mexicans Ortiz and uh, answer playing on home soil home soil and uh, three Canadians Connors Hadwin and Glidjik uh, so nice. it, it, it's it's something to watch probably this weekend that Ogletree is making his debut this weekend as well his pro debut turn oh, yeah. pro right after the Masters so that's that'll be cool to watch that's who played with Tiger the first two rounds in the Masters yeah the guy with the small glasses. Yeah. Gotta gas those. JT's also playing this weekend, but I didn't think you'd care about that, sure. Do not. That uh Mayo Cobra course we were playing, I actually I went to play Del Carmen last year and it I I was picking between two courses between that one and that hard rock that I actually ended up playing. And this one was only like forty dollars more and now I see like pictures of it on, on TV or just anywhere all over the internet and it's like i mean the course i played is cool but this is like you fucked up on a whole you? different oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely not next time though at least i know for <laughs> that, was next a, time. that was an early f-bomb from drums in this one oh. kick it off right <laughs> so that's a lot of housekeeping but whatever hey well tonight i guess i'll uh, just briefly explain what's going to happen um we We've said it before, but there's not a whole lot of golf to talk about right now. And that's between the professionals and us. Obviously, we're not golf and we can't even virtual golf right now. So we've been trying to come up with some topics and we're going to have a guy hopefully in the next week or two to talk about some fitness stuff. And uh, he's going to give us some good home workouts and he's actually a golf fitness specialist. So we're looking forward to that. But in the meantime, we just wanted to come up with a few different topics maybe that would, uh, I don't know, keep some interest and keep things light a little bit so we want this the theme of this episode is going to be uh golf in 2030 um which is 10 years away so we just kind of wanted to i guess make some predictions of what we think it'll look like in 10 years and also what we'd like it to look like and what we would maybe like to see a little bit less of in the next 10 years so um i guess before we start maybe let's let's maybe think about where we were 10 years ago from today I, I kind of started thinking about it a little bit. And I mean, the obvious things would be we didn't have cell phones. There, there, nobody had a camera on the course at all times. 
Um, there wasn't advanced statistics that some people are more into right now. And um, can you guys think of anything kind of off the top of your heads that was maybe a little bit different in 2010 versus this summer? Well, definitely technology would have been different, right? Like there were not, not everybody had the range finders and stuff like that. Right. GPS right. apps. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like you said, That's with true. a phone, you can like you really don't need like depending on how serious you are, but you can get like a free app on your phone that still does mm -hmm. the GPS stuff. You know, it's not mm -hmm. as good as a rangefinder, but it'll give you a, a decent right. enough idea. And that that definitely didn't exist. I mean, I remember like when I was working at Wheat City, I can't even remember when I would have worked there, but like oh eight maybe. Yeah. And they were just then uh having companies come out and do the gps tracking to get that mm -hmm. course on and, and now it seems like every course no matter how small yeah. the, the town or whatever is on is on somebody's gps mm -hmm. yeah, i agree with that uh electric carts probably weren't as common then as they are now i mean there was some but i mean not full fleets at golf courses full of them maybe mm -hmm. there was but not not like it is now Technology-wise for equipment, was there anything different between today and then? Other than, like, say, a twist face? Um, maybe the grip grips, too. Right, yeah, like that's every, true. Everybody with the fat putter grips. That yeah, wasn't yeah, that. around. It was probably starting around then with, like, a few guys on tour. I'm not convinced that they would have had uh, adjustable heads then either. I, I don't think they would have, uh, like, to take the weights out. Maybe on the highest of highest end of drivers, yeah. but not on every driver. Right. And rules too. There was quite a few rule changes in the last, especially three, four years that have made quite a big difference for the better, I think too. One of those, I guess, would be the anchoring of the putter. Right. They did away with that. It seems like people are a little bit more liberal with um, taking drops as opposed to re-teeing now. And I think it's going to keep going that way, but um and is there any other rules you can think of? I don't think you were allowed to have the pin in, were you? No. I still don't know how I feel. We had to have it yeah. in. <laughs> it's like, that that's wasn't crazy. until like, I think it was last year, the year before, when you could start leaving the pin in. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think two years ago. But I, I still don't, like, do you do it often? No. I, I usually do for like, if we have the option, I usually do if I'm like 20, 30 feet away, just to kind of gauge it. Um, with my like the depth perception a little bit better again i don't have the greatest eyes and if if you're trying to see it kind of in your peripheral vision it's easier to see with the flag and and kind of get a target that way but uh anything within 20 feet i don't put the pin in yeah unless of course there's a very deadly virus out there but um in terms of the golf courses like nothing really would have changed there eh um like golf courses have nothing around here and no like, like there's golf courses on tour that they've lengthened and stuff like that in the past 10 years just with how far guys are hitting right. it but yeah for us common folk like course wise i don't think much is changing i mean there'll be redesigns as courses that like go along in the future and doing different greens mm -hmm. and stuff like that but nothing like super major like lengthening the course like a thousand yards or something insane like that Right. Unless technology I, and stuff goes crazy and everybody starts hitting at 350 yards. 
Yeah, I just can't see that. But I can't see that no. either. No. I, yeah, I don't think so. Do you think they'll actually... Do you think they'll come up with, like... It's not really a solution, but, like, um, like a, something that's going to restrict... We've talked about this lots, but like, yeah. do you think they'll actually do that either? Not for not for the average golfer. I mean, no. if 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 Augusta proves anything, if if lots of the terms prove anything, like, yeah, Bryson, like he might get hot the odd week with his driver, and like it's not going to be an advantage every week. You're not going to win because no. of length every week. Right, just... And if you if you think about it, even locally too, like if you're hitting at 350 yards, like you're not in a good position usually around. Yeah. Even if yeah. you buy the green, like you still got a, a tough chip to get anywhere decent. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I'm don't, talking to guys I, like uh, Patty Law. Like they're actually trying to shorten some of their holes for it to be more friendly to players there. Yeah. Kids, Definitely. juniors, women, seniors, and some new golfers, even some men, some new golfers might want to just play different tees. So he's looking, he said that he, they're looking at doing some new tees there to shorten the course. So. I just can't see it going the other way. Yeah. But, uh, and I guess, a, and apparel too, like dress code on the course, I think has lightened up quite a bit since 2010. I don't, I don't remember anybody on, on like an, a normal golf course. Like, I mean, Rossman Lake's a little bit different and in, in some small town courses, but on like a Wheat City or a Shiloh or somewhere like that, like I think that they've loosened up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so too. But I don't think I it'll ever get too far, too far gone. Where, yeah, I don't think it'll get too far yeah, gone where so you're wearing wife beaters and shit on the course. No, yeah, definitely not. So. But yeah. we every round I used to play used to be with a collar. And now I right. hardly ever wear a collar. I mean, I do on men's night usually. But I don't know. That's teach their own. But I just, if I'm going out with some buddies, especially on a Friday night or something, I'm just wearing like a t-shirt and shorts. Like, so with that, I guess um, we have a couple different categories, I think, tonight for kind of what we think of. But I guess overall, maybe to start out, like, what do you guys think is going to be the maybe the biggest change between now and 2030? Like, if, if you think about how far we've changed from the last 10 years technology-wise, like, I, I don't even think there's anything that we can maybe predict that's going to be in, in 10 years, but the only thing is going to be the biggest change. Maybe the only thing that I kind of thought was Bryson's going to be the Guinea pig. And if, um, some of the weird shit that he's doing, if it works, mm-hmm. I can see the game gravitating to more that way. Like, um, like his irons, the same length, if that continues to work and people start trying that out and it's working for them, yeah. I can see a lot of, so you're talking PGA, right? I can see it trickling down. Like everything's going to trickle down, right? Like, right. Where I can see a lot of more like local people, maybe not in the next year or two, but maybe in six or seven, that trickles down and that becomes maybe a new normal. And I mean, like we talked about it before too. Like if I can hit every time I think about it, I I like the idea more and more Mm -hmm. just having everything at a seven iron length and you don't adjust your swing. You have the same swing. Like it it makes sense. Yep. So I, I can I can kind of see him as just the guinea pig and people kind of like Tiger was, right? Like he he had a whole crop of people after him, like Adam Scott's Rory and everybody that changed the game after he changed it. 
right? Yeah. I, yeah. That's, I think that that actually makes more sense for amateur golfers than pros. I mean, the pros have the feel that they know how to swing a six iron. They know how to swing a pitching wedge. Like, I think that helps the, the very average golfer a lot more than, than it would say Bryson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. If you didn't have to change your swing the whole round, like that'd be, I don't know. It'd be pretty For sure. It's like, obviously you say it'd be easy. Like you, like you just hit your seven iron pier every time. Like you don't, but well, like it logically it makes sense. Out one swing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a good point. I, I just have a ton of like uh, bullet points, not necessarily okay. major changes. Um, just um, quickly on that, I think that even the speed stuff that Bryson's doing right now, I think that there's a lot of people locally. I mean, not your 20 to 30 handicapped guys, but somebody, some competitive people who obviously aren't on tour or any sort of tour that are, that are doing a lot of work with their speed training right now. Like that's one thing that you can do without hitting a golf ball physically is just getting, getting, uh, fit and getting, uh, the speed up. Like, I think it's a, what's that? that uh it's device like a, or speed like stick or something yeah, like that speed stick i think speed stick yeah so there are not, people that are the pit stick. Ma- <laughs> the pit stick no um but yeah you're right drums it is trickling down to amateur golf too and i think that if anything makes sense it is the standard length golf clubs i didn't even have that on my thing but that's a really good point um but it, okay so let's well golf's, we'll, golf's like the biggest sucker um, money sucker money sucker ever yeah like remember 10 cup he was wearing all that goofy shit <laughs> just to like yeah. better his swing like i bet you there's tons of people out there that bought stupid shit like that just to oh yeah that they were told or they watched a definitely watch the golf channel infomercial like i think we got dvds at mom and dad's that dad thought he was going to start hitting miracle shots after watching a movie and it didn't yeah. happen or the alien sandwich. I think everybody had one of those. <laughs> I, got, I got one of those the basement terrible. Here, I, got I was one good here. with that thing, man. Me too. Well, yeah. Until you blade it, and then it goes 300 yards Absolutely. over the green. <laughs> <laughs> that was sweet. And remember those uh, momentous, was it momentous drivers? Yeah. Or what was yeah, the I one with Dave the... still has one of those at Shiloh. What was the one with the hinge? <laughs> oh yeah gary had like that five iron that had the hinge yeah i think only, those it, things actually work though it didn't yeah because it, yeah, it didn't hinge if you like got out of position or yeah, it unhinged yeah. or whatever the hell yeah okay so let's let's start with equipment then that'll be our first uh, uh topic so what do we th- what would we think we would like to see and what do we think we will see for equipment in in 10 years from now regal what do you got you know I don't have a whole, I got golf balls, but. So what about the, golf balls? I think the balls are going to have some sort of technology in them. If you want, if you want to purchase, like you can use your, use balls you're using right now, where you'll have the option to buy a, a dozen of balls that you can basically hook up to your phone. Uh, they basically keep all your stats uh, here. I mean, they could, there's no stopping how much they could track if they got the chip in there. Right. 100%. Like, so, remember that. And also, where are they? Yeah. Right. Like, like if you, they're a foot inside the trees, why wouldn't you be able to find them? Yeah. Yeah. I have a tracker on it. 
for sure. Yeah, really. Like, yeah, the only way you can lose them is if you if you hit them in the river and they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> you can see some guys swimming in the river. <laughs> yeah, like think think about that uh, that thing that Rippy has. What like the Mevo Track or whatever map. it was. Yeah, and Mevo. All you had to do was put that little sticker on there. Yeah. And it didn't affect like the flights all that much, right. I guess. But if they can design it into the ball, yeah, definitely. Well, they must yeah. have that at at Top Golf, no? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah, because so as soon it, as soon as it goes into one of those holes and it tells you how far it was and everything, like they must have balls already that have the tracking devices in it. They have to. But then you'll get like hackers hacking golf balls and just making them absolutely roll. Yeah, I, w- I wonder what their 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 holdup is on that because clearly they have the technology on it. There must be some sort of holdup at the big companies to say they don't want to do that. Maybe because sales will go down so much. Maybe that or uh, like the PGA is probably holding them up. There's got to be something because the technology is definitely there today. Yeah, absolutely. I thought about this too, just on the top of the balls, and then I'm done talking about the equipment. But if you could somehow put a chip in the balls that keeps score, I don't, like this Ooh. is obviously a far fetched idea, but it would get rid of cheating like based so, on impact. So if if a guy say goes in the bush. Yeah, impact. Yeah, if a guy goes in the bush and like kicks his ball, like the ball has technology in it to, and it's all done like it connects right to the score like card. A electronic scorecard. You don't yeah, like I keep score that. on paper anymore. And then say it goes in the hazard and you got to take a drop, like it knows that it you're knows in the hazard. Yeah. You got to take a drop. I like. I know it seems really futuristic, but I mean, it's probably. I don't know. Not really. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think like they have those. Cool. Uh, they have the GPS on carts right now where they have the courses mapped out. And if you cross a certain line, it stops the cart. Yeah. So they clearly have that. It would just be a matter of getting into a golf ball, which I'm guessing they could do quite easily as well. Mm-hmm. I think that that would curb cheating. I, th- I had cheating as one of my things too, and I didn't even think about that. So I, I don't know. I, that's mine. It, it just seems to me over – I don't I mean, maybe it's just – looking at things differently, but I think that everything has got a little bit more liberal in this, in the game of golf, whether that's dress code, whether that's, um, you know, but the cheating too, I, I feel like has gotten a little bit worse over the years and that's in, uh, tournaments and, and men, men's nights and whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's just something that I've noticed. Yeah. Like the PGA guys aren't cheating. No, 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 no. I'm talking like, like our level. The local, yeah, our level shit. That's a tough uh, – is it tough? It's tough knowing all the rules for golf because when you play men's night and a guy asks you what he should be doing and you, like, you want to tell him exactly what he should be doing, but you're like, ah, just take it out and drop it. Like, I don't give a shit. But, yeah, like, that's what I want to know. But if the guy's well, shooting fucking eight and he's 300 yards out still, who gives yeah. a shit? Yeah, but lots of guys don't know the rules, and I like I whatever. I also mean like tournaments, tournament stuff, like in scrambles and stuff. Like, I just don't think some of those scores that come into the clubhouse after the round are are reasonable at all. I just think that uh, I don't know. Yeah, scrambles are always so hard, right? And especially when they have different rules mixed in, like gimmies and or oh. mulligans and uh, and string and stuff like that. It's just it just brings too much ability to uh, to cheat. 
Tell us, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially in a scramble. Like, why do you have gimmies in a scramble? No, you shouldn't. Uh, okay, well, I guess the only thing that I had on equipment was, um, I guess you'd call it equipment, is grips. So drums, you mentioned like the different kinds of grips, but I saw something today online that's called uh, the Concept Helix. And I mean, if you've ever put a golf grip on a club and seen that process of it, like it's whacked. Like it, it's almost what do you mean? stone age. Like, oh. like putting it on and taking it off. And it's just like, that was used, I don't know. That used to be my favorite job at the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah I know. Sweet. But it just seems like a lot of uh, material and like, I don't know, I guess it depends what you're using, but it there's does. a new grip apparently. It does, but some of that stuff is, is so fun. I don't even know if like fun is, is the right word, but like just being so meticulous about something and making mm-hmm. it perfect. I always had yeah. like joy with that. And like Waters always talks about like making clubs and, and pissing around with that stuff. He does the same mm-hmm. thing, right? And yeah. it's just it's just like a hobby too. Right. So this uh this new grip this new grip, I guess you can put on without any of the tools or the glue and stuff like that. It's uh it's hard to explain, but it's kind of like three prongs that kind of connect on the other side and then you tighten it at the top. It's it, it's supposed to be pretty futuristic as in terms of grips. So right. I think that there'll be something, there'll be things like that that kind of change that you're like, why are we still doing it this way? And then there's an easy way to do it. Um, so that's already here. I don't know. I can't imagine what will happen in 2030 in terms of grips, but it doesn't seem like they've moved a whole lot. Do you guys, yeah. do you guys remember those grips that they used to have that basically f- had your finger imprints in them? What happened to those things? I was literally just going to ask you. Yeah. You, you kind of Does seen them more on, more on like uh, training tools, right? Yeah, training right. tools. There was never any left-handed ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that's changed a hell of a lot too. Even like maybe not in the past ten, but more like in our in our lifetime. Yeah, definitely. I remember I remember being a teenager and a kid, and it was hard. You'd go into a pro shop, and there'd be no left-handed clubs at all. There'd be nothing. You'd have to go basically into Golf Town and to find any sort of left-handed clubs of any sort. So it's good to see that, I guess, in terms of um, shopping. I was just thinking uh, what's a one major change probably since 2010, like maybe the biggest I never thought about it was uh, the grooves on wedges, how they, how they trim them up so that you could get way less spin. But just on that same topic, like I remember like, we used to go through golf balls like, crazy with those because you had the wedges that had such fat grooves like the zip grooves and then the balls were so soft at that time like honestly every time like if you were like 100 yards out and you ripped at a full wedge like like it just absolutely shredded the ball like to the point where you couldn't even use it anymore like after like three wedge shots and that's really that's something that i've noticed i don't know if they've made the golf balls a little more durable paired with the wedge with the wedge grooves but it's that's a huge change in golf, actually. Because if you, I pulled out one of those old wedges with the cheater grooves, and you could spin those things like 20 feet, man. Like, it's actually crazy. Yeah. Uncontrollably, though. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's pros and cons to it, but it, it was good for like pitch shots and stuff because you could spin everything. But, right. Stop it. So I wonder where grooves That's... are going to be in 10 years. Yeah, it's tough to say. It's because uh, everybody has different skill levels. And I mean, a lot of guys would have benefit to that and some guys would hate it. And I think that's that's kind of what I was going to get to next is I think that 
if you look at the way things have evolved in terms of personalization and customization, like you look at 10 years ago, nobody had uh, personalization on their balls. There was like maybe one in a hundred people. Uh, there's no custom golf head covers. Uh, there's hardly any club fitting outside of pings. But I think that I think that in 10 years, that's going to be the big difference is everybody's going to be completely customized everything. I think it's starting small, but I think it's going to get to the point where everything in your bag, if you're a golfer, is going to be specific to you, whether that's through laser, like laser technology, where it kind of measures everything about you uh, and your speed and your swing speed and everything like that. I think that it's going to be a lot more custom. How did Ping screw that up so bad? Well, I don't think you can really put a, a patent or anything on customization. True enough, but they're like you would think the usually the first one to the to the dance, yeah, like can can take off with it first. I think they did. I think they did pretty well, man. Yeah, they did. You do Honestly. like I don't see much of Ping anymore. There's, it's true. kind of making a comeback on tour right now, to be Is honest it? with you. Like I, I've you noticed quite a bit. Well, Ty Hatton, uh, Connors is, uh, that Sebastian Munoz. Like there's probably about 12 guys that are ping right now, hmm. which I, I wouldn't have guessed. Like 12 of the bigger guys that are ping. And I would have never thought that. I guess their irons have won quite a few tournaments lately. Yeah. Which is surprising to me. I would think that they're all Taylor Maiden Titleist now. I think that head to toe, everybody's going to be completely different. Like you won't, I don't think you're even going to be having the same golf balls at that point. I think that everybody's going to be basically, this is, it's going to be companies that kind of uh, do different things like that, but I think it's going to be, no two are going to be the same in, in terms of anything on the golf course and in the bag. Right. Like they'll completely customize a ball for how you hit a ball. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Wow. But so, I, so does that, I can see that kind of to an extent, the integrity of yeah, the game, for sure. doesn't it? It can, but well, uh, I think it there's also going to be, allow. A, yeah. I think there's also going to be a growing demand for going the other way. Like if you notice already, there's like hickory tournaments and stuff down South, yeah, like yeah. where they just strictly play old school. I think it's going to be heavily one way or the other. Uh, I think there's going to be fully custom, but then there's going to be like different tournaments and stuff that kind of go back to how it was, right? Where not everything's custom and you're just basically going off feel. I think that I think that that'd be pretty cool too. No range finders, none of that BS. Yeah, so where, cool. where do we go from? Uh, where do we go from there? I think that Rigo, I guess, what do you have for a few other ideas that you got written down? You got a whole list there. Yeah, I, I feel like there's just going to be a lot more electronic stuff around the courses um, mm -hmm. in terms of, like, I mean, there's already the golf carts. I think all the golf carts are going to be so futuristic, like, built in that you can cover if you want to, like, full cover for a rainy day or, I mean, you take think the people are going to be riding together still? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I hope so. But you know, like those those uh, CNC rental carts, like I think they're going to be some uh, a mixture between a practical golf cart and those, because mm -hmm. they aren't practical at all. But I think companies will eventually figure it out. I think it'd be really beneficial to have covered carts. I mean, they, everybody's golfs in a tournament when it's raining sideways and yeah. you're still out there. Yeah, obviously, it, it you're still going to have to take rain delays and stuff. But I think a 
I don't know. I just think that's where things are going to go, where you can basically customize a golf cart to have whatever the hell you want, mm-hmm. like built-in stereos, heat, everything. I, I think they're going to become like side-by-sides. That, I mean, they already kind of are, but I think they're going to be more common in 10 yeah. years. You, you kind of have to watch, though, with the carts, though, because – like last year when I was golf with uh, with Whiteside and the Tamarack, they had one of those buggies up there, and there's a few hills there. And, and if it uh, if those wheels that they got on there start going a little bit or they get stuck or something, like it tears the shit out of the course. And there's a lot of those courses that hardly want carts on it at all. Right. So you don't. I don't think you want that kind of. I don't know. It's it's. Right. Too- I I just mean like that's why I meant like more practical because those things are just for basically getting between houses and scottsdale yeah more so than the golf course itself those things aren't made for the golf course no but there's gonna be something there's gonna be something that looks like that that they can take on the courses right with basically customized everything you want in it speakers stereos Mm -hmm. you name it it'll have it because it's it's the way things are going right now and it's just once everybody has those the price is going to drop to become more competitive and then it's those are going to be everywhere, I think. Right. But, uh, I also had, I think this would be a really cool feature. Um, basically electronic yardage signs on all holes. So, you know how like right now, how there's GPS, maybe it's not useful, but I just think it'd be a really cool feature. Like if you get up to a par four and like you see, and right now it's just a yardage sign that says blue, white, red. I think it'd be really cool if there was like more details, like uh, laid out uh, 250 yards, to the 150 marker, 260 to the bunker on the right. Like, I think it'd be cool if they had like interactive signs on the tee boxes. Or like where you, you could, could touch oh, yeah. from. You could touch and like see where your look would be mm-hmm. from, from an area. Yeah. 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 And I like think a, it's going to get there because you can do that on, on a simulator already. Like, yeah, I think it could get yeah. there. Like some of the ones that have like the automatic carts with the GPS and shit, like on the, on the roof or whatever, mm-hmm. kind of do similar. Like they'll do like a flyby overview of the hole when you pull up. Right. Yeah. So, and it wouldn't yeah, take really, much. Like, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I think it'd be really cool too, because uh, if you think about every sign that they have at the golf course, there's usually a sponsor on there. Right. So, I mean, you could have it like a full TV screen basically where there's like 30 different companies that are advertising and it kind of goes between them all. I mean, obviously there's some cons to it. If it starts raining and that thing's out there, it might be in trouble, but yeah, there'd be ways to fix that. I I think the par threes would be cool too. Uh, You just have basically a GPS attached, synchronized between the the T markers and the pin. And it would tell you exactly how far it is that day. I I just think there's so many cool things that could happen with technology on the golf courses in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's definitely coming. If you think about those, outdoor signs that are already like um i'm thinking like up in the air media i think they're from on and all or something on and all or something but they have uh signs up in uh, you know what i mean like street signs or road signs like those are able to handle the rain and the snow and everything like that so oh yeah i don't think there's any reason that these wouldn't be able to do that in the summertime yeah yeah i can see that 100 percent yeah uh one other i don't know if you guys you guys probably saw it if you're watching the masters they had that uh underground range system did you guys see that or no no so basically like here on the range and they have like a, a system built underground there and i'm not saying this is going to happen any course around here but this was at a gust on the range so you basically you you push your like push a button 
and where you're standing on the range, there's a thing that goes down and it gets loaded up with balls and then comes oh, back yeah. up and it's full of balls. Yeah. Like those are, those are pretty sweet. That seems so oh, yeah. futuristic, but it's happening there right now already. For sure. Yeah. It won't be the only place that it's happening. Can no. you imagine like what the technology at places in Dubai is like right now? It's probably oh, already yeah. all this shit that we're talking about. Yeah. If uh, like, so those just come out of the ground, kind of like the balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I think there's things like that where it's like, it's cool, but like, do you need it? I think it's, yeah. there's some, there's some aspects of golf that you kind of like to keep like mm-hmm. the triangle of balls. I think that that's one of those things. It's just like symbolic almost. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think that there's got to be a mixture of it. It all can't be too futuristic. I think that it'll take a little bit away from the game, but yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, I think one, one thing that I had on here was uh, glow golf. I think that that's going to be a big thing in the future. I know that they're already making um, pretty good glow golf balls right now already as it is. And I think that it's only going to get better. And I think that it'll, it'll make the golf courses, it'll give them more um, revenue. Like there's more tee times available. I think that there's no reason why you have to shut it down other than I guess maintenance and stuff at night. But uh, once that's done, I think that they'll they'll maybe open up some more tee times during the day. Like if you got good enough golf balls, then everybody's kind of lit up and the flags are lit up. Like I think that's that's cool. Yeah, like, go golf's unreal. Have you ever done? I it? had. Yeah, but you it was actual like shitty. Uh, we used to do it all the time at Rossman, but like I think from what I understand, like the golf balls are a lot better now. Yeah, and you can see them a lot better. Like. I don't know. I as a, if you were at a course, I'd always be kind of nervous of doing those tournaments because, like people, are, yeah, like people are going there to get banged up and play at night. Right. Just in my mind. Yeah. So like the safety of it and the safety of your course and yeah. and carts and shit would be True. pretty tough. Man, there'd have to be some rules and some logistics logistics to it too. But I think it opens up like a different crowd and a different. Uh, like yeah, you, you could just have go a, for a nine at like eight thirty yeah. at night, and you could yeah. finish. Yeah. Like on a Friday night, you just go get boozed up with a course at like ten o'clock and finish at midnight. That'd be pretty sick. But, Especially if golf continues to be like hard to get tee times, because ten years ago it wasn't an issue. There, they weren't really looking for more tee times. They couldn't fill them as it was. But now it seems like there's enough people in the game of golf that I think that there will be courses that are looking for other ways to. To get more people in the course and get more money. Uh, on that same note, like if you see those courses in that, like I don't know where they are. They look like heaven, but like they have like lights on the side of the fairways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Courses are lit up at night, and guys play night golf like that. Like, yeah. I mean, the way that honestly, the way that solar energy is going, like it wouldn't take much to put light poles on. I mean, it wouldn't take much. Who the hell am I kidding? It would take a lot of cash and a lot of time, but. Like, I don't think it's as far away as we think to the point where, like, it would only take, like, four powerful lights on some holes that would change, like you said, add tee times. And who wouldn't want to try night golfing? Like, it just looks so cool. And I don't know. Yeah, I think it'll be – I think it's going to be more and more popular, but I could be totally wrong, too. I agree. And one other thing, I guess, that I would like to see, and this isn't really technology-wise, but something that I would just like to see happen and, and kind of get standardized is, I think, Rigo, you mentioned it before, um, just having like a, a f- making gimmies 
almost non-existent and, and very objective. So you just put like a small radius around every hole and that's, that's gimmies. There's no um, doubt about it. Like you can't be changing it. I think that the one thing about it would be if you decide before say your match or something that you're not going to use that, that's fine. But for most things like just use one foot radius around the hole. And I think it would be keep things simple and speed up the game. That'd be sick, actually, if you had that ball that I was talking about before. And as soon as it got within a certain radius of the hole, it just automatically knocked that in for your score. <laughs> like it would go in by itself? No, no. Like you just, <laughs> it would be good. Like I just you pictured it. watching this ball just go no, zip, no. zip into the hole. <laughs> That'd be pretty within, cool. I'm sure that's possible <laughs> at some point. If you got it within a foot of the hole, like. Y'all right? You got Corona over there? Basically, like, yeah. Basically, like the virtual golf. If you get within six feet, it just marks your score. Like that's all that would do. Right. Oh yeah. I don't know. I th- I'm thinking that golf courses probably don't want to do. Well, I mean, everybody would kind of have to be on the same page on that. But I think golf courses also don't want to be painting up their greens every day. So there's got to be something that uh, that I mean, technology-wise, it'd be you could do something, whether it's green paint or something along those lines, like there's gotta be something they could use that wouldn't wreck up the greens. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I, I know we're probably going over time, but this, I just thought of this like right now. So I was thinking if the balls had that thing in there that if it got within a foot, it was good. Like you could actually, I'm sure they would be able to get technology. Maybe not, but if they had the balls loaded up with technology and you showed up to a tournament at, the Gilbert golf course you don't bring your own balls you get balls supplied by them and say that uh the course is playing a little easier like there's just so much so many things they could do with the balls like they could flight them to 85 percent. they could flight Mm -hmm. them to 90 they could make gimmies two and a half feet like if it's a if it's just a fun tournament they can make gimmies three and a half feet if it's super serious take them right off like i think if you could control exactly like you know how the, the way I was just thinking, like on virtual or like a Tiger Woods video game, how you can set the conditions before or set the rules. Mm-hmm. Like if you could program that into every ball before a tournament, I think that'd be pretty sweet. And I think it'd be a more level playing field if everybody had to use the same same ball, same rules. I can see it. One thing that we're leaving out, which is, I mean, how far things have come in the last 10 years. Is Shit, they're controlling us right now. I'm- I'm sure they can control a golf ball. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you guys. Um, what about, uh, like, what if there's no golf courses at all? And you're just strictly virtual? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I, it would suck, but it would be, like, a good fallback. But, I mean, obviously, I'd rather be golf. I think that would suck course. a lot. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think that there is a chance that they – Maybe not in Manitoba, like real estate and stuff. I don't they, think yeah. that it's, I don't think people are begging to get in here, but you never really know. Uh, 10 years is a lot and, and a lot can change in terms of um, things and people coming into the country and whatever else. So if there is a shortage of uh, land and stuff like that and, and people just don't want to leave their house anymore, I think that there is a chance that it's all virtual and like we could be playing together tonight from our own house. It's shitty to say. But I mean, in ten years, like lots, lots has changed in ten years. I've seen, um, I've seen like ads on Instagram and Facebook 
kind of like Kickstarter ads mm -hmm. for like home devices that you connect to the internet, like like your own virtual golf thing where you get like a club that you right. swing. Yeah. But they like there, there is a technology now. I'm just wondering if it's like a whole nother level. Like, you know, how VR is basically right. Right. Like th that kind of thing. Not, oh, yeah. Like that's not coming. With your own eyes. Yeah, that's coming. I just like hope that we don't lose. I know the actual golf courses. I hope the same, but you never know. I don't think we ever will in rural Manitoba, but they might in the bigger cities where they need more space. Uh, do we have anything else we got to touch on here? I think that's good for me. All right, boys. Well, I think this, this went on for about 20 minutes longer than we had anticipated. So with that in mind, I think we have to kind of wrap things up here. I know that Rigo had a good stroke saver, uh, in mind here, but I think he's going to be doing things a little bit differently for the next couple months, just with everybody being off the course. Uh, so he's going to just do a few different things that may end up saving some strokes on the course, but it'll just be uh, a combination of a few different things digitally, uh, travel tips, etc. So look forward to that. And um, I guess for this episode, if you guys have any thoughts on uh, maybe the future of golf and what you think, as usual, just send us uh, a tweet or uh, send us a message in our new Facebook forum we got going. It's called the King Forum. Uh, we've had some action there a little bit over the past couple of weeks. And I'm guessing it'll take off hopefully next summer once there's more golf on the brain. So I guess drums, take her away. All right. Like, uh, like George said, continue to follow us on all social medias that you can. Um, be sure to check out YouTube. We are at some point. I am going to get these files to Jordan so we can get these these things up here. Uh, but no, as always, if you keep listening, we'll keep pumping these puppies out. Peace out, everybody. Love you, boys. Peace. Love you, boys. Bye -bye.